What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. We are here giving you episode two of our Spectators Q&A. Hashtag Ask the Spectators is back. I'm here with Brooklyn. I'm Julian Osius. How you doing, Brooke? I'm doing good, man. Holding up during this wild time, staying busy, keeping myself occupied. Enjoying another episode of Spectators for the people. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, same thing, trying to stay busy, keep keep the mind right while uh, all the craziness in the world is kind of going on. Yep. And uh, trying to fill the void, definitely. Absolutely. So, we got another Q&A for you guys. Uh, thank you to everybody on Twitter who has uh, sent in their, their questions at, using the hashtag AskTheSpectators. Uh, it's, it's always cool to see you guys have all these questions for us, and it's definitely fun to answer. So, Facts. let's just get right into it. Um, at Kale Newton asks us, well, yeah, uh, rank the NFC South QBs for me, boys. So, bro, let me hear what you got for me. So, off the rip, you got to go four, being Matt Ryan. Then three, give it a Teddy. Two, I'm going to give it to Tom, and I'm going to put Breeze one right now. Hmm. Yeah. See, I don't think I agree with this list at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Teddy at four. Okay. Because um, Teddy started, what, five games the last three seasons? I'm not going to put five-star Teddy over MVP <laughs> Matt Ryan. I just can't do it. We're far removed from that MVP, Matt Ryan, though. The thing is, I don't even, like, it doesn't matter. There's You can't have a guy who's played, like, 20 total games just be over an MVP. I just can't do it. Okay. So I'm going to start with Teddy. If Teddy even wins the starting job, too. I think that's a question mark also. So Teddy, then I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Then I'm going to go with Drew Brees, and then I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Okay. And I'm only giving Brady the edge because he's going to have better weapons than Brees is going to have this year. And even with like ha- without having like Michael Thomas like Drew Brees has had and Alvin Kamara, uh, his numbers have been relatively on par with Tom. Like the last couple of years, they've kind of had very similar seasons. And mm-hmm. Tom's obviously had a little bit more success in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, another Super Bowl or two in the last couple of years. Uh, they both See, got I'm not knocked going out first off round. Of, uh, I'm not going off of their weapons. I'm going off of just strictly them as a QB. And, like, Tom's great. But I also want to see what Tom has to prove not being under Belichick's wings. Yeah. So that's the question mark I have. I got you. Give you. Breeze, how he has been. Like, yeah, he doesn't have the playoff uh, stuff that Tom does, but he's still an all-time great. Yeah, it I just, I just think you passer. have to include the weapons because if we're ranking them based off how they're going to be this season, I just think Tom's going to be the best in the division. Okay. So that that's kind of how I think. Um, and when they have a pass like Matt Ryan, and I think him and – Teddy will have similar years, likely. Um, then I'm just going to put Matt ahead just because of the prior history. 
The Falcons are going to be having nightmares this year, having to face Tom twice. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. That's not going to be fun <laughs> at all. <laughs> they don't have so Jameis to pad into... their defensive stats for the season. Yeah, get into our next question from at King Barnes one How do you see the NFC South playing out with Brady and Breeze? Yeah, so I think this is going to be really interesting because the mm-hmm. Saints – have been favorites in this division for a couple of years now. And I think at yep. this point they still should be. Because mm-hmm. they're not really losing too much. Um, the only the only concern here is, at this point, is Drew Brees. And if those cornerbacks yep. can, you know, get back to where they were. But if Drew can stay as good as he has been. But the same question kind of lingers with Tom. Can Tom be the yep. same quarterback he's been? Can he be the same quarterback without Belichick? is this change of scenery going to be a good thing or a bad thing for him? Does Tom come here and throw for 4,000 yards? Or is he, you know, James some, Part 2. <laughs> yeah, or is he a Josh Freeman without the rings? Like, it could be yeah. very either way. And But to me, I do think Saints should be the favorites, but I think the Bucks, if it clicks, are going to be a much more dangerous and a much more complete team than the Saints. I agree, and the fact that the Bucks and the Saints usually go ahead and split the season series every year, it's going to be interesting to see them duke it out. But I agree definitely with that, that Saints favorites and then Bucks in a perfect situation, they make it happen. Yeah. Um, another Bucks related question. A lot of a lot of Tampa folks showing out clearly in the, the early questions. Um, at Johnny Sun Gaming asks. What do the Bucks have to do to be success or this season to be successful? And to so, me, I think the big key here is protect Tom Brady. If they can keep Tom Brady protected, give him time in the pocket, and let him work the magic that he's done for 20 years, I think they'll be successful. Yeah, that's definitely the obvious way to go with the um for it to be a successful season, I would say they gotta win the division. And they got to at least win a playoff game. This is my expectations for a team that hasn't been particularly good. Yeah. But so I respect it, but I don't know. I don't think one guy should, especially in football. Football is really hard for one guy to make a big difference. Um, Absolutely. So I don't think just adding Tom should make them have to win the division and the playoff game. I think that's really asking a lot. But I think just starting a culture is re- like uh, if you're if for my definition of success would be have a really good season that proves to people that this organization has an idea and a direction, and so that and even I think past winning the Tom, division and winning a playoff game definitely does that for them. Well, yeah, but that's again a high bar. You don't have to do both of those things to do what I'm saying. No. If you win nine, ten games, but you win big games at big moments, um, and you can you know lose close ones or earlier in the season, then it clicks. Um, yeah. But if you can set a a culture shift and make it clear to the league that we as an organization are putting our best foot forward from here on out, I think that's what's going to be successful for the Bucks because they've been more or less a laughing stock for the last over a decade. And this is a really big opportunity for them to kind of get out of that 
that um that stigma that they've been given. I feel it. So uh, the next one we got is from at GLB Clo Clo. Should the Patriots draft a quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty easy one. Yeah. I think they should yeah. wait. I think they should really be looking after somebody like a Jalen Hurts or um, the Washington quarterback or maybe even a Jake Fromm. I think somebody like that who could be potentially a second, third rounder is who they should be going after. But, oh, yeah, 100% they should be going after a quarterback. I mean, yeah, it just who's their, who's their starter now? For them not to. Uh, Brian Hoyer, probably. Yeah, Brian Hoyer, which, I mean, he's, what, 36? Been in the league forever. He's yeah. he's nice. He's cool to have. And I think when they draft a quarterback, he'll be a good guy to teach them a little bit. Because it's not looking like they're going to pick up any other free agents. Yeah, and unless they're going after Cam, which could be a thing. Um, I I can't imagine they don't draft a quarterback. And unless they're tanking, which I don't think they're going to be tanking, and then wait and get Trevor Lawrence. Which, yeah, that could be a thing too, but I don't think they're going to be bad enough next season to get the one overall pick. And I don't either. That's likely what Trevor Lawrence will be. Obviously, things change. Nobody expected Joe Burrow this season, but Trevor Lawrence is likely the number one overall pick coming into next year. And so you, you would anticipate they're, they're tanking for him if they were to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Patriots should be drafting somebody this year, 100%. Absolutely. Um, at D- Dev Barry asks us, who y'all got, Antonio Brown or Logan Paul? So this is <laughs> kind of funny because this was a couple months ago now, I think, where um, these two had some Twitter beef. And Logan Paul has been fighting KSI. They had two fights. Uh, one was a draw. KSI won the second one, I'm pretty sure. And the the fights were... The first one was actually pretty good. And the second one was not so good. <laughs> and Antonio Brown kind of put his two cents in saying, Man, I could, I, could whoop him. I could whoop up on him. And yada, yada, yada. And so Logan's just like, Bet, let's do it. I think it. you can beat you. You can whoop me. Let's go. And so this obviously never happened because it was a couple months ago at this point. But who you got on this one if the, if this were to happen? Antonio or Logan? It's tough. <laughs> like, Logan's brolic, but do I give him the edge over AB? I don't know. I, I, I really yeah. don't know. It's <laughs> the, we, this one's it's odd one. because yeah. obviously Antonio Brown is a world-class athlete. Yeah. But he's not a fighter. No. He's a world-class football player, and he's a world-class athlete, but he's not a world-class fighter. And I'm not going to say Logan Paul is either, but at least over the last year, he's been training to do it. You know? And he got plenty of money to find some good trainers. So I feel like if, if they saw each other, and this was a, like, sanctioned fight, not a street fight, I'm taking Logan. Mm-hmm. If this is a street fight, I'm taking Antonio all day. Yeah. So if we're going That's Kimbo style, give me AB. Yeah. Man, those Kimbo YouTube videos with the backyard brawls. Oh, they're like, Oof. they're they're something else. If Somebody you're missing some sports right now, go go on YouTube or like, you know, the depths of the internet so you can find like the uncensored ones. Uh, some Kimbo slice backyard fights. Those are wild. Man. 
Those are definitely some <laughs> some kind of <laughs> grew grew up watching those. Yeah. R.I.P. Kimbo. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kimbo, man. All right. Who will we got next here? So Who at we Julian got next the Cut. Is this uh, random guy we got Julian huh. the Cut. <laughs> sounds sounds like a good looking dude. Uh, <laughs> he says, "What's the most memorable sports event you've been to?" So what hmm. you got? What you got for me? I got two that really stand out to me. One would be um, Nets Magic in Orlando. Got to see D'Lo drop 40 with the game winner. That was pretty nuts because I've never seen somebody drop that much. I think it was like maybe six years since my last basketball game and to see a game winner. So that was cool. Another dope one was the Bucks season opener. Well, home opener, really. Uh, we're running a little late. We finally get uh, to the tickets to scan and get in. We hear the national anthem, so we're running to our seats. The second we sit down, kickoff's already happening as we're coming in. So we sit down. First play of the game, Fitzpatrick drops back. D-Jack, boom, like 70, 80-yard touchdown before we even sat in our seats. And it was just electric. So just like everything leading up to that, running late and just making it into our seats before like the biggest play of the game happened, that was pretty dope. Was that and against that the Saints? And that was actually Saints? the start. Uh, that was against the Eagles. Against the Eagles. Oh. Coming off of uh, their Super Bowl year. Gotcha. And it was the start of Fitzpatrick's just The Fitz magic ridiculous. run that he had. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so an amazing was run. Cool. He had his chain popping in Tampa. He kind of ran the city for a little little month there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was fun. What you got? So I, I also have two that um stand out to me. Um and both of them are Oregon related. There's there's a few others that I really that really stay in my memory too, but these ones in particular. Um the first of which being I wanna say it was last year. Yeah, last year mm-hmm. um Oregon Washington football game. Um, that's a big rivalry between the Ducks and the Huskies. Uh, a lot of bad blood there. And the the Huskies were really good, and they came into Autzen. And they were, like, number three in the nation, four in the nation, something to that. And mm-hmm. Oregon was, like, a, two games above 500. This was after their worst season ever. And they were just getting a little bit better. Herbert was back, and he was, you know, learning how to lead this team. And we wind up forcing overtime because Washington is going to kick field goals to win it at the end of the game with, like, three seconds left. <laughs> and we we call a timeout to ice him, and we let him kick it, too. So he makes the first kick through the ice. Obviously, doesn't count. And in college, you're allowed to double ice. So you can use all your timeouts before they actually kick it off. In the NFL, you're only allowed to do it once. So, he's about to kick it again. We ice him again, and he makes it again. So, again, it doesn't count. We use our second timeout, and they go for the third field goal kick, and he misses it. And I have never seen this many people collectively lose their minds like I did right there. And that forced overtime because they it was a tie game going into the kick, and Oregon eventually wins it in overtime, 
the running back goes in for a touchdown and we storm the field, which I never thought we'd be able to do that, but we stormed the field and it was just, it was actually just a party on the football field for the next hour. They were just playing music on the loudspeaker and we were just going nuts with the football players on it. It actually felt like a, like a Netflix reality show kind of deal. Yeah. Where it was, um, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. That's sick. Being yeah. able to storm the field for a college game. Ugh. Yeah, that that, that was really um, nuts. That was really something special. And then the uh, my second one would definitely be um, spring break a couple of years ago. Uh, me and my roommates and our friend Anna, we we went down to San Diego to spend time with um, Chloe's family and just see them. And most of us had never been to San Diego, so we figured let's go. Uh, so we spent like a week and a half there, and March Madness was going on at the time. And Oregon was pretty good. I think we were at a two seed going into that year. We won the Pac-12. We were at a two seed. Um, Lonzo Balls, UCLA was going on. And we wind up beating Kansas to make it to the Final Four. And the Final Four that year was in Phoenix. So we kind of we we, we beat Kansas. We're all excited, and we're like, holy crap, we're going to the Final Four. Let's see if we can get tickets. We got tickets to it, and we just straight from where we were, and we were in Temecula, California. We just drove straight to Phoenix. Got a hotel, got the tickets, stayed a couple of nights, went to the Final Four game. If we would have won, we would have stayed for the championship. And that was um, probably like one of the most spontaneous things I've ever done in my life. And for such That's a big-time event, too. Uh, I mean, yeah. the Final Four is obviously like a really big deal. And to have your team be there and you get to go with your your the best friends that I had, especially that we all had this shared connection to root for this team, uh, that, that was really something special, and uh, I'll definitely never forget that. So yeah, those, yeah, those are probably the, the two I have. That's cool. So shout out to the Final so, Four because that was sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So next one we got up, it's from Howell underscore August. What are your favorite video games now, and what were your favorite video games growing up? Ooh. See, I love that. I wish we talked a little bit more about video games. It, we we kind of have we it. Can. Um, I know I'm pretty big into like the esports scene, um, mm-hmm. but so video games have been a big part of my life. Um, Same for as long as I can remember. I remember when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Back in New York, so this is old, old. Um, I used to have a PS1 without a memory card, and the top was like broken. So to keep the uh, the top flat from staying all like staying on, I had to put some sort of like book or something on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I would always play Spyro, mm-hmm. and I loved that game so much. But I had to keep it on because I didn't have a memory card. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to keep the game on. Yep. And play it as you go and, you know, hopefully beat it before the power goes out, your parents turned it off, or uh-huh. it just, it was an old PS4 or PS1 or, yeah, it was a PS1. So it could have just turned off on its own too, if you weren't yeah. careful. And, oh man, I remember starting over and doing those first four levels in Spyro tough, so man. much. Yeah. <laughs> I never really played Spyro too much. Like, I remember playing it, but not really, like, too hardcore. That was probably, like, the one, um, like, in my youth game on, like, a console. Obviously, 
I'm still a really big Pokemon fan. So I, I've had like every Pokemon game that there's been. Yeah, I grew up on Pokemon games. So, that's probably, like, the bigger one to me. That was definitely my favorite. Um, apart from, like, the little Spyro nostalgia I have. Pokemon's definitely my favorite video game from when I was a kid. And, like, mm-hmm. low-key still is. <laughs> like, I still play Pokemon Go. Um, I'm going to get the new... I'm going to get the Switch at some point to play Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. Probably Pokemon. Just, how about you? What you got? Uh, Pokemon was definitely big for me as a kid. I played all of them on the Game Boy, DS, whatever it may be. Um, definitely Smash. The OG Smash was nuts. Um, a fun little game was The Simpsons Hit and Run. The Simpsons, yes. I had a really enjoyable time with that for a while. Just destroying everything and anything. (laughs) It was like, it was like GTA for when you were... Uh-huh. And, and it was your parents awesome. wouldn't get you GTA, so you got the Simpsons instead. It was, it was pretty much the yeah. same thing. Right, San Andreas was dope. Uh, the rest, the early wrestling games were dope, too. The SmackDown vs. Raw's. Those were uh, pretty much my staples with all those. Gotcha. And, and I know you're really big into, um, like, MLB The Show now. Um, yeah, I never... Uh, like, I played the MLB 2Ks back then. And... Right now, all I'm really playing is the show 20 and Rocket League. Was playing Fortnite a while ago, but deleted it because of Call of Duty with their gigantic files. But we're not going to get into that. (laughs) We can't have nice things because of Call of Duty. We can't. (laughs) Make you delete everything. It's a shame, honestly. But one game that I was playing a while ago, like maybe a year or two ago, that was really dope. Which is probably one of my favorite, like, gaming times. Like, Fortnite was really fun at its peak. Like, those were awesome. But the Division 1, when that came out, uh, that was probably the funnest times I've had, like, with gaming. Gotcha. I gotcha, I gotcha. Really dope. Yeah, we'll try and talk about gaming a little bit more, because... I mean that's something I I really do love, and I know we we play a lot of too. So, but mm-hmm. we got another question here from Eric underscore seven. Uh, who do you think is making it to the Super Bowl this year? Um, if the Super early, Bowl, if the Super Bowl is happening, um, yeah. my pre-draft prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs because I do think they're the best team. They're not really losing much. And mm-hmm. Mahomes is just getting better. And my wild card out of the NFC is going to be the. You know what? I I really don't know. I'm trying to it's think. It's tough, man. It's um, tough. It's early. Like, but here's my okay. Chiefs Seahawks. That's what I'm going. Chiefs Seahawks. Chiefs Seahawks. Russ is going to get it done this year. I think Russ has a healthier team this year, and they stay healthy. And too easy. Okay. I'm right there with you with the Chiefs. Um, I really don't know with the NFC either, but I'm just going to go with since they've been knocking on the door for a couple years now. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. So knocking uh, on the door, we're getting eliminated first round, huh? 
Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I feel you. That's that's yeah. The Saints. The Saints <laughs> yeah. are really good. E- even uh, with the first round exit, they, that still could have been the year. But the Vikings just took off, yeah. and it'd be like that. But but I really don't even know if I even agree with the Saints. But just off the top of my head, that's what I'm going with. Gotcha. Gut feeling. Yeah. All right. At King Zizwi asks us the King Newsy. Oh, okay. Um, who wins in a fist fight, John Gruden or Matt Patricia? Oh, Gruden all day. <laughs> Gruden all day. I take Gruden in any weather, uh, <laughs> any environment, any rules. I'm Gruden. Too easy. You see, I feel like Patricia comes out strong at first. And then Gruden takes a little bit of a beating. Then his Chucky side comes out. Yeah, he gonna starts get going mad. wild. He's going to get starts mad. Putting, starts going in on Patricia. But <laughs> Patricia's going to duck one and hit him with a mean haymaker with that 280 behind it. And Chucky's going down. I can't get behind that. Mm-hmm. I got, I got Let's Chucky. Set it up. I got my money on Chucky for the, for sure. <laughs> Let's on that set it one. up. We don't got football, so Gruden and Patricia. Let's, Let's run go. it. Let's go. We can <laughs> we can put up Gruden's uh, con- ten million dollar contract. <laughs> Ugh. All right. At Nick Rinaldi twenty two, what's your favorite thing to do to pass time during quarantine? Um, off the backs of what um, August asked us earlier, we've just been playing, or at least I've been playing a lot of video games. Yeah, the video games are definitely it, but it's getting rough to keep on playing it. Like they're definitely getting worn out, especially since we're really only playing like two games. Yeah. But just movies, TV shows, FaceTiming people, bothering them. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, definitely it. bothering people has been fun. Like what you doing? I know you're not doing nothing. You're I know at home you're just at like home. me, so what's good? <laughs> I know you're at home. Yeah, I know. Like, um, with the video games, we barely even been playing half the time. Like, we just chill in the party and just bullet. Yeah. Um, so. I know a group of friends of mine from, from school. We do a, a group Zoom. So, shout out to Zoom. We do one mm-hmm. every Friday now, and it's like 12 of us. That's dope. And that's been, um, that's definitely been interesting. Um, a lot of nonsense kind of happens in there. So, shout out to, uh, to everybody from that. Um, yeah, just doing the best we can to kind of keep our minds active and keep socially engaging is definitely... You got to. (laughs) Yeah. And off the backs of that... Technology's dope. Use it. Talk to people. Yeah, seriously. Definitely reach out. Don't... You can... We're self-isolating, but don't isolate. Those are two very different things. So, yeah. You got your phone. Call people you haven't talked to in a while. Hit them up. Doing everybody's home. Nobody's really yes, busy right now. And make it happen. So next question we got. Another one from Kale Newton. Uh what is the best sports to rewatch during quarantine? Now, for me, I think the best sports to rewatch are definitely basketball games. Mm-hmm. Because they're you can watch like condensed versions kind of and by that i mean without like commercial breaks and all that and if Mm -hmm. you do watch like a condensed no commercial version you're going out of there with like a an hour and a half worth of like game but you get the full drama of it all yeah so i i definitely think that's the best thing to do especially if you're trying to watch a lot um and then obviously stakes are always there 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the, uh, the best thing. If you want to watch the best, like, single game experiences, I think the best place for that is going to be a really good baseball game. So, okay. like, it, we put out an article last week. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, games to watch during quarantine. Quarantine uh, classics. We have Game 7 of the, the Cubs-Indians World Series on there. That's just one of the best individual sporting events I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And it was like an extra innings game, too. It wasn't even – it was more nine innings. So, obviously not time efficient, but really, really good. And the drama's there. The, the quality of play is there. It has everything you want. Yeah, mine's definitely basketball also. But uh, use this time, like, if you're not really a big fan of a certain sport, take this time and just look at, go watch, like, big games from that sport. Like, whatever it is. Like, even if you're not watching the whole thing, go watch uh, highlights. Maybe you turn out to start liking another sport. And when they start back up, you're in on a new one. Yeah, honestly. Now's, now, there's never been a better time to try and get into a sport. Because nothing's happening, so you have as much time as you can to catch up and learn. It's not like you're strictly following, like, football or baseball or basketball. Make it happen. Um, So, next one we got is from at Sir Lasko. What are your favorite memories or moments from the WWE Attitude Era? This is definitely a Brooklyn question, because I was never big into WWE. So, my favorite moment, probably when Undertaker threw Mankind off the Hell in a Cell. Because that was just ridiculous. And threw him to the through the announcer table and pretty much died. Didn't. Shout out. But <laughs> that was probably the wildest. Uh, moments? Uh, there's a lot. But, like, probably a little after the Attitude Era. We were actually talking about it last night. Was uh, I went to one of the Royal Rumbles when uh, Cena was out for a while in uh, MSG. Then he came back as a 30th, came in, whooped everybody, won it. So that's probably one of my favorite moments to go see. Yeah, and again, I didn't, I wasn't super big on WWE, but I remember going over to like play dates when I was a kid or sleepovers and everybody would kind of be impersonating like Rey Mysterio or mm-hmm. just doing little things like that. Um, I never really understood it because again, I didn't watch it too much, but yeah. knowing that it was such a big thing that everybody would kind of impersonate these larger than life characters, uh, obviously pretty cool. Like me and my nephew would always, uh, wrestle with each other and do all that i remember one time my backyard in new york was decently small so whenever it would snow the snow would get really high so me and my friends sometimes would just wrestle back there in the snow play football sometimes so (laughs) you get rko'd into the snow you get speared it's dope rko yes (laughs) from out of nowhere so we got another one from Sir Lasko. When are we starting our esports Rocket League team? And you see, that's already started. Um, GKG Gaming, uh, 
the the next top tier esports team is coming soon. Uh, we got a roster full of uh, savages. Uh, they're coming at your neck. We got a we got the 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 Rocket League roster coming out soon. We got the the, the Fortnite roster coming out soon, <laughs> and um, whatever other game Willis is deciding to play this week coming out soon. <laughs> as the as the local streamer, if you haven't. If you don't know who Willis is, check him out on Twitch. Um, Duckstep, two S's. He has a really good stream going on over there. He's a great kid. Um, funny kid, one of my better friends. And uh, if you really like Twitch, give him a, give him a chance. He, he really is. Um, he's a great guy. So, GKG Gaming, out. coming soon. Coming soon, Sergio. Uh, what do we got next? <laughs> we got you, uh, dog. Josh Flautau asks... What's the worst NFL franchise? Oof. Hmm. See, I've answered this one before on, on the show. And um, I'm going to be not so mean about it this time. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. It's the Redskins. That's it. If you know, you know. But it's the Redskins. There, there's really not much to go in about it. But I think <laughs> recently they've been getting some competition from the Jaguars. Um, apparently they don't know how to keep players and be competent in keeping players. So those are yeah, easily Jaguars the two there. worst. Jaguars are there. Bengals are there. Browns are there. Like, but if if you're asking for the worst, I'm gonna tell you the Redskins every day of the week. No. So it's tough. Get Schneider out of there, and we'll have a different conversation. Get everybody out of there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just get everybody out of there. Get the name out of there too. Please. Start over. Can we please call them something else? Anything else? Just right. start over. <laughs> Next question we got uh, from Billy. Please, where do you put the Warriors after they get Clayback in their first round pick? And I gotta tell you that I have them being right back in the mix. I think they they gotta be one of the top five or six teams to be going into the season looking to win another championship. They still got the Splash Brothers. Three. Now they got Andrew Wiggins, and then who knows what's going to happen with this first or this first round pick? We're not going to say first overall because you know you that, know that's not lottery. a guarantee. But yeah. even if they have a top three pick, which they likely will, um, if he provides any sort of production, that that's a pretty nasty looking team. And they still got Draymond, so um, I got them right there yeah. in the mix. I got them probably top three. Yeah. I don't know about top three because it's going to be hard to see them being better than the Clippers and the Lakers and the the Bucks, but it's going to be they're going to be there, and they're going to be and their presence could, is going to be always, felt for sure. They can always mess around, make a big trade in the off season too. Yeah, along with the draft, get themselves a really solid big man to add to that man. It's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. Uh, one more question we got from I Can Be The Juan, which great, great at name, by the way. <laughs> uh, um, MOB power rankings. So for this, we're, we're not going to do like a full 30-team power ranking, but we're going to give who we think is the best team from each division and then who like the wild cards would be. Mm-hmm. Two wild cards from each uh, league. Yeah, so we're going to start with the AL. Uh, American League East, because this one's just pretty easy. 
the Yankees are the best team in that division. It's not particularly mm-hmm. close. Yep. Um, I would. I'd argue that the Red Sox would have been somewhere there if they would have not sold their best player and maybe addressed some of their pitching issues. But they did both. They they crapped the mm-hmm. bed on both of those. So Yankees now are definitely Chris sales out. So yeah. Um, yeah, moving to the West, or not the we'll go Central first. Yeah, uh, AL I got Central. The twins. You got the Twins. I'm gonna go with the yeah. Twins too. Um, but do not sleep on the Indians. I think the Indians have a bounce back season. See, I yeah. don't even know if the Indians end up keeping Lindor. So yeah, but that, as of now, they have him, and as long yeah. as he's there, they're gonna be good. So I feel it. I'm gonna say the Twins, but. I I have my eyes on the Indians. Okay. Um, And then we can move out west, the AL West. I really genuinely think that the A's are the best team in this division. Okay. And I only believe this because there's so much going on in Houston right now. Obviously, Houston has more talent, just obviously. But there's so much going on in Houston right now. Brand-new coach. So many different moving parts. Um, I don't know. I think the A's have something over there. They've won 100 games. What is it? Or 90 games uh, the last two seasons and have been a wild card team both of those years. I think they're going to come back a little bit mad this season and really try and win that division. But but obviously the Astros have more talent. Yeah. So I'm going with the Angels. Oh. I okay. think uh, Trout finally gets to the playoffs. Adding Rendon, Otani, hopefully we get a whole season of him. I think they make it work. I got okay. the Angels winning the West. Okay. So for the wild card, who do you have? Um, For the first wild card, I'm going the Rays. The Rays, all right. Yeah, because they just won't lay down. And they keep on fighting, and they keep on adding to their team, trying to be a contender. Okay. Um, the second one, I'm going with the White Sox. <clears throat> Ooh. I think the White Sox are gonna surprise people. They got a lot of young talent. They made some pickups too. I think, uh, I think they make it happen for the uh, wild card. That is a take and a half that I cannot get behind. <laughs> um, and Fair I don't, enough. I don't think that's any d- discredit or disservice to what the White Sox are trying to do. I just think you have the team that just came back from a World Series still still in this league, and they didn't lose too much. Obviously, they lost their best pitcher or second-best pitcher, but I think the, the Astros are just not going to be denied of a playoff spot this season. So I'm going to have them as my one seed for the, for the wild card. I think it's going to take them a lot to get back, though. they got to overcome a lot. Verlander's hurt as well right now. On top of losing Cole, he hurt his groin, and then yeah, but that that lineup mental, is just too deadly. But just to, just the mental of it, bro. Like it's gonna be tough. It's a gonna be tough, season. and that's again why I don't have them winning the division. Yeah. But I I can't imagine a team that talented doesn't make it. I just can't. Okay. And then speaking of talented teams, um, I mentioned it before. I think the Indians are gonna be the second wild card team. Um, okay. It's going to be a close race with them in the Rays, but I think those young pitchers they have really start to click. Um, I think Clevenger is a beast. Carlos Carrasco is a beast. Uh, Shane Bieber is also really special. 
Um, they're not yeah. going to miss having Kluber at all because those young kids are so talented. Uh, gotcha. And pitching wins championships. So, so pitching gets you through a long season is what it does. And yeah. um, so I, I have those two teams, but the Rays are going to be close as well as they always are. Yeah. So go National out, League time. Yeah, go out to the National League. Uh, we'll start in the East again. Uh, who do you got from the East? I got the Nats. Got the Nats. Mm-hmm. Okay. They See, pretty much this is a really back. loaded division. Yeah, this is definitely, in my opinion, the best division in baseball. And I don't think it's particularly close either. Because even Miami, like, they suck. Don't get me wrong. But they, they're they rebuilding, and at any time, they could turn their rebuild around. Yeah, rebuilds happen real race. fast in this league. They could have a five-team race just like that. I, it's 100% going to be a four-team race, though. Yeah, no doubt about it. So you have the Nationals? Yeah, like, they're bringing everybody back. They added a lot of good pieces. They added Thames. They added uh, Castro. They added um, a couple of bullpen pieces. So I like gotcha. them to to make a run at the okay. division again. Yeah, and they are World Series champs, so definitely don't sleep on them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a tough season for them just because they lose their best player. And their best position player, obviously, in Anthony mm-hmm. Rendon. And then just everybody else in that division is getting better. Um, yeah. And I think the Braves were the best team in that division all regular season last year. And I think they carried that over again. They got a great young core, uh, probably a top three player in the league in Acuna Jr. And then okay. they get a little bit better. They obviously lose Josh Donaldson. But they do get Ozuna, which is a need that they they had. They need another outfielder. Um, yeah, I just I think this is the the year that they kind of settle in. They have some experience now, and the Braves are gonna make a big run and win that division. I think. Okay. I can't really argue with that. Yeah, I mean it's hard to argue against any of these teams if if you're saying the Mets or even the Phillies. Um, well, right now, with Syndergaard going down, I would argue the Mets. Yeah, yeah, but the they Mets have the talent. That's the thing; now. they have the talent. Yeah, and there's Absolutely. time to get but healthy right now. So the Mets would have had probably one of or two of the best bullpen. I mean, not both the rotations in the league. Yeah, probably the best. Yeah, yeah. I think but it's been the best for a couple a years bit. too. Yeah, they just didn't have the talent. Now, when they finally get the talent. Rotation gets hurt, so right. Same um, moments. <laughs> let's go to the wet or to the central. I keep forgetting the central. Let's go to the central. Yeah, you just <laughs> who do you got? Um, going the Brewers. Brewers. Uh huh. They fell to the wild card last year because Yelich got hurt. Not seeing that happen again. But they ra- They def- They shouldn't have even made the playoffs. They rallied towards the end of the season. Yeah. So. And don't forget, they were like two outs away from beating the Nationals in the wild card game. Yeah, from a botched play in the outfield. Yeah. So. Um, okay. I'm going to go with a hot take coming out of the Central because I don't think this division's particularly good this season. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to say the Reds. Okay. I think the Reds are really going to put it together this year. They've been very quietly putting together a, a nice little team. Sonny Gray had a great okay. season last year. He did. And he I absolutely th- did. I, I think they have a chance to p- 
put together a really nice team. In a division that's wide open. Yeah. Absolutely wide open. And then we go out to the West. I think this one's pretty obvious. Yeah. Just the Dodgers. Um, The West is also not particularly strong. Um, I think the Padres will be better. Mm -hmm. I think Giants are still going to be bad. Um, Yeah, I think the Giants fall to the bottom of that uh, division. Well, I think the Rockies might be right ne- right there next to them. Yeah. And then, I don't even know who the fifth team in that division is. Arizona. Arizona. Um, th- They'll be all right. But I didn't, I didn't understand them getting Bumgarner because it felt like they were trying to rebuild and then they go get an old veteran, so I didn't. Yeah, that made no sense at all. But I think they'll be okay. I think Arizona might fight for a wild card. Or they might be fighting for 500. It's around that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the Dodgers out of the West. Um, who are your wild card teams? I have a feeling of who they might be, but who, who, who do you think card? they are? Um, I think they're both going to be AL or NL East teams. So well, I think you're going to go Braves, Phillies. Well, you're 100% right about the Phillies. Okay. I do have the Phillies. Um,. I am going back and forth with the Braves. I don't know if I want to stick with them as the wild card or I want to go to the Padres. Okay. You I'm going to say Padres. Uh, yeah. If he doesn't get hurt, they're definitely better than they were last year. Yeah. So sure. I got I definitely got the Phillies and the Padres as the wild cards. Yeah. But good guess because I, I was definitely going back and forth with the Braves. Gotcha. I, I think, to me, it feels really easy to pick the Phillies and the Braves. I think they mm-hmm. both, um, you know, recharge their, their teams. I think getting uh, Gregorius at short fills a need for Philly. Absolutely. And um, I don't think their their young starters can be much worse than they were last season. <laughs> um, yeah. At, you know, just off years. They get Zach Wheeler, um, so they have a decent little rotation going over there. And their lineup is pretty pretty dangerous with with Bryce and Reese Hoskins uh, getting hot. Obviously, Rio Muto is one of the elite catchers in the game. Yeah, their team stacked. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like them. I don't think they can win that division though. I really don't. No. Um, and I, I again, I have the the Braves winning that division, so I'm gonna go with the Nationals. Okay. But. My stipulation to that is I think the Mets are better if healthy. Okay. Because I think the Nationals and the Mets have the two best rotations in baseball, but I think the Grom yeah. is greater than Scherzer. I think Syndergaard is equal well, the thing to is Syndergaard's out. Mm. Yeah, we're, it, we're exa- exactly. And, and health, obviously, is a big thing. But, uh, you know, in perfect world, we're all healthy. I think the Mets are a much better team. No. But... That's not a perfect world, so I'm going to go with the Nationals for now until health concerns prove otherwise. Fair enough. But and Yeah, Atlanta and Washington, like, either of those could be surefires to win that division. Yeah, I mean, that again, that's just a loaded division, so. Yeah. Oh, so all right, and we got, we got one more question, all right? I know that was a... 
a long answer to an MLB power rankings, but you know the season still hasn't started yet, so we can kind of get into that. And we're still um, excited. Like, yeah, we're still going to try to exactly. get everything ready for you guys when we finally get the okay that we could get rolling on everything. Yeah, we, we got some stuff planned for you. Um, last question we have um, at Johnny Sun Gaming again ask would a potential shortened season take away from the legitimacy of championships one after the corona outbreak so you know once everything goes back to normal um teams that win a championship if the season is shortened does it make it less legitimate Hmm. um and this is kind of an interesting question um i don't predict and i i think i would have said yes to this if the I don't remember what year it was. I want to say 2012. I'm probably wrong. But when the NBA lockout happened, and they didn't start the NBA season until December of that season. Yeah. The champion that year has never been discredited or anybody has... I mean, obviously, people probably have. But not like in a mainstream media sense. Nobody's ever discredited that victory. But Skip's also a LeBron hater, so that was the main thing about... Yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's not really a big... I don't think people are really out here saying LeBron didn't deserve that. They played, like, 63 games, give or take. They played... It was was about 25 less games than usual. Yeah, so it's still a bulk of the season. I think it really all lays on the fact of how much of the season was played like if you're going in playing 10 games and then going into the playoffs then all right then maybe but like in nba uh, sense they played pretty much the whole f- first three quarters of the season they'll come back maybe play like seven games and then go into the playoffs so i think that still holds weight baseball like if they play over 100 or even over 80, I think that could still work. So you're saying like, like fo- a, about half? If you're playing a little a, about half, it's... If you're playing more than half. If you're playing more than half, I think you still has weight to it. Oh, well. Because really the beginning of the season, it's kind of eh. Like nobody really has everything going for them. You look at the All-Star break... Going into it, people kind of start lollygagging. Coming back from it, people are exhausted and tired and getting their legs back from resting for a week. So you could really take out about 15, 20 games of, like, good play from the basketball season. And same thing with baseball, too. Like, beginning of the season, everybody got to get back into Going into the All-Star break is always rough for baseball. Exactly, and then coming back, people got to get back into it. And so, it's like trade deadline, so, you know. Exactly, so there's always a good handful of games that really don't matter. So taking away those games is pretty much just, all right, well, they never happened. All right, cool. Keep it pushing. So I, I think it's safe to say that they're playing more than half. It still holds weight. Like They're still legitimate. Okay. Yeah, I can I can get behind that more or less. I don't think as as long as the championship happens and there is a playoff bracket for it, they're not just giving it to the regular season champion. I think there's weight to it, regardless. Yeah. Um, obviously, not if ten games are played out of one sixty, but 
you know, in the NBA, if you're playing, obviously we're more into 30 games into the NBA season, but if you're more than about 30, so like a little, I'll say a little bit less than half. Um, and then there is a playoff bracket after, I think there's not really any harm or foul. Um, yeah. Just because it's, it, it's something that's not in our control and exactly. it's not like we put Rona out there into the air so that the, um, the Lakers could get healthy or something stupid like that. Or yeah. that, um, you know, it's, it, it's not, or like that the Warriors could get healthy and now Clay comes back and they rattle off 40 wins in a row. <laughs> I don't think that's what is happening here. Yeah. So I don't think it takes away. I think it's obviously different, but in 10 years, I don't think people are looking back like, oh, but that 2020 season, it was short. You know, yeah, like, are you gonna acting like the old, like a Karen? I'm, I don't think that's what's going on here. Like, are you gonna cancel out like six champions in 2020? No, I don't. I don't think. Like, I think we just chalk it up to a weird than year. Than whatever. We yeah, can, we can do that. A weird year, like, th- we're gonna look back on this and yeah, like this is. And, gonna go and if this history. year there's a lot of upsets for championships, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like in the NBA, especially. I think the NBA might be the place where this is really hurting top teams and helping lower teams because everybody's getting mm-hmm. healthy and out of shape. Not out of shape, yep. but out of rhythm. So a team that might not have had as big of an opportunity to win, like say Denver, for example, I think Denver is going to benefit just dramatically from this. It's also um, tough for people that put up shots every single day because now like a lot of players just live in apartments. Yeah. So – you're not working out like you're trying to work out as much as you can and i'm sure they are to an extent but yeah like if if you're like in la for example where they're on lockdown now you can't go to the gym you can't go put up shots you can't do none of that like you're stuck in the crib so all that fatigue and not getting any type of shots up like the most you could do is get a little uh door hoop and shoot on that (laughs) like that that's really all you got to put up shots so when you're going this long without doing that and then you got to come back and play professional basketball, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely so, going to be tough. I don't even – it's hard to say if we're really going to get one of the top teams to win it. And I think that's what – it's going to be kind of exciting that this particular year because of all the extenuating circumstances, we're going to get who knows what in in all the, uh, the postseasons and – yeah. That's why I'm not opposed to like a bracket style playoff. Like yeah. in a March Madness bracket style playoff. Yeah. I think um that's probably the best because really it's for the taking. All right, the season got screwed, no problem. Everybody's I just I do think we are too many games into the season and at that point it would completely discredit the regular season to let everybody in. Um I, yeah, I, I don't know. I th- yeah, I think it, it just fully discredits every all like sixty games that have already been played. Yeah. So well, you don't let all thirty in, but even if you let like twenty, I don't think it's too bad. Because boy, how many teams make the playoffs? Fourteen. Fourteen, sixteen. It's sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. It's already half the league. Yeah. 
you don't need to add more. It's it's already half the league. Teams on their 500 are getting in. So. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Hopefully, we get it soon. It's not looking like April is going to happen, but. You know, hopefully, hopefully July or May. May would be great. Yeah. So May we're all waiting for great. it patiently. Some <laughs> spring sports, right? Yeah. But. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for, again, everybody who on Twitter sent us in these questions. Uh, if you want any question answered, use hashtag AskTheSpectators. We're going to try and do these, you know, more or less monthly, bi-monthly, uh, probably closer to bi-monthly, and, or just whenever there's a high demand for it, really. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so hashtag AskTheSpectators on Twitter or on Facebook. And, yeah, thanks for rocking with us as always. Later, everybody. See ya.